Coming up on TMS, Wakaren Forever. Fantastic sleeps and where to find them. Like a hostess pie, but good. I have a way with people. He fancies himself a Banksy. It's a great time to survive. Big plump Franks. Flappy wing ankle wings. Talking includes whispering. The standard chocolate cake radio station. Paying for heat in my bum. Thinking outside the bin. 80% less naked than flea. Throw me the crystals. I'll throw you the pies. Hey, I'm walking here to Buffalo Wild Wings. Paint me like one of your AI girls with Bill. <laughs> meaty meteor impacts with bobby and more on this episode of the morning stream stem cells aren't those controversial in your time yes but nowadays shut up all right something weird just happened that's weird the morning stream did you say dick cream Cause I sure didn't just now. <laughs> Good morning and welcome to TMS. It is Tuesday, November twenty second, twenty twenty two. Oh, it's a twenty twenty two, twenty two twenty two again. Look at that, twenty two twenty two. Excellent. Wow. And if you take eleven and you times it by two, you get twenty two. That's right. But why would you do that? You wouldn't. You wouldn't. <laughs> I mean, couldn't you multiply any number by any number any day and make them all the same? But that's true. But hey, revel in the fact that we've got a twenty-two, twenty-two. Yeah, enjoy your twenty-two, twenty-two, everybody, because it's about to be a twenty-three. That's just how that'll work tomorrow. So uh, anyway, yeah. welcome to the show. It's nice to have you all here. Uh, Thanksgiving prep happening. Everybody getting excited mm-hmm. for the uh, all the uh, relatives you can't stand that sort of stuff. Although it sounds like you've got a pretty. Uh, pretty uh, easy easy, deal. easy for us right we're not hosting we're going to two different thanksgivings on uh, thursday and friday we just have to take stuff and uh, thanks to the uh, the wild animals that grocery shop where uh, where we shop uh the only ba- size of uh, carrots that tino's able to find was a ginormous bag so mm. uh, i think we're gonna have to also get some rabbits i think that's the way it goes we ventured out to get a couple of things yesterday at the grocery store yeah, and uh, they had uh, surprisingly not as much stuff as I thought they would have left this early in the week. Like I know people wait to the last minute to do all their prep yeah. and everything, yeah. but a lot of like very key um, Thanksgiving items were uh, re- they were depleted. Okay, and gotcha. that was a so little bit you, of a yeah. bummer. Yeah, usually you see that later in the week. You saw it earlier than you expected. Then I expected. Yeah, we also yeah. went to Costco, and I got a. Uh, I almost got a big hot dog, Brian. I almost did. I almost did it. <laughs> Do they? I mean, technically, it's Costco. Do they have big hot dogs? They don't have your like big plump franks. They just have a, uh, you know, they have their buck fifty one, and then they have what a foot long or something. I think the buck fifty one is as big as it gets, and I think it's okay. They have both the pork one and they got a beef one. That's true. Yeah, I and I you can get think a, they're pretty. I mean, they're okay big, but we decided to get pizza after anyway. So <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to eat that. Nice. I'll, I'll I'll save my appetite for later. No, but, I uh, I yeah. do need to go. I decided because I was talking about uh, this thing I'm going to with the um, the fryer that that people you know they fry their turkey and then on Friday they have what's called Fry Day mm. where everybody comes over and they bring things to throw into the the fryer. I've decided I'm going to make little pumpkin hand pies. Um, and and maybe cherry as well for the people who don't like pumpkins. So it's basically going to be, you know, the the rollout um, pre-made Pillsbury pie crust. Right. Cut smaller circles of those, fill them with the fillings, either cherry or the pumpkin stuff. 
fold them over, crimp them with a little cute little fork crimping action, and then toss those in the the fryer. And then you've got like a little a little uh, hostess pumpkin pie or a hostess cherry pie kind of thing. Except good. Except, except good, exactly. Yeah, except not garbage. So that's good. Yes. The that's question a- is, when I go there after TMS today, because that's probably when I'll go there, if, if Tina lets me borrow the car, mm. uh, I'm hoping that those rollout, they'll, they'll actually have some of those rollout uh, pie crust because it feels like that is a, you know, if you're if you're making a pumpkin pie and you're lazy... <laughs> that is your jam mm. is go there getting the pumpkin or the 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 pie crust rollout things mm. so we'll see if if there's any at the store when i get there if not then i'm making my own yeah why not make why not your, make your own dough that's what i always say i'll use the pasta roller and i'll you know uh roll out the pasta to or <laughs> roll out the dough to an even thickness cut the circles boom 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 nice we saw a guy there that had three lg gigantic 4k tvs that he bought. At the grocery store? Yeah. No, at the Costco. <laughs> and why would you buy that? Unless unless you got like a business and you got a building and you got like, a, you got to have multiple TVs. Hey, we're opening a new bar and grill. We got to have a bunch of TVs yeah. in the bar. I could see that. But this just looked like some nice couple, a couple of kids with them. And they had three of these huge TVs stacked onto their thing. Uh, so like maybe he's reselling them, possibly, like wait until after. But, but why would you do it this week or like today or yesterday and not wait till black friday when you can probably get one at best buy for 18 cents yeah plus there's a good chance the ones he's stacking there are going to be cheaper on best buy friday anyway or on uh, sorry yeah. on costco's for, uh, black friday because costco does a, they do a black friday they, they don't do like a doorbusters come in and i don't think so but they have six sales. in the morning kind of thing they have sales and coupons and all that crap but i don't think they do i don't think they go for the full you know trample everybody and kill each other thing but it yeah. but it, but i don't know it just seemed odd to me and they weren't like horribly cheap they were $2,500 TVs. Oh, wow. Okay. And he just had three of them. And I didn't say anything because, you know, what am I going to do? I'm all masked up and weird looking as it is. <laughs> yeah, I figure, uh, yeah, 2500 bucks. Easily he could get one for the tenth of the tenth of that price at Best Buy on Friday. I feel yeah, like 250 probably. bucks is a typical giant screen TV price at uh I don't know if they're going to get a 4K UHD thing, though. Well, okay, not for 250 but under 1000 for sure. Yeah, yeah, I think you could do that. It was a little frustrating, though, because I saw a TV there that was this year's version of what I bought two, three years ago, whatever it's been. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's like half the price now. Of course. Of course it is. I yeah. hate that. Yeah, you can't look at stuff like that. Or you, you can look in and say, well, have I gotten that much enjoyment out of it? Not going to movie movie theaters... Right. Uh, avoiding that crap. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think I have. I think I've gotten my worth out of it for sure. So I'm not complaining. It just, I looked at it yeah. and just went, oh, that's a lower <laughs> price. You know, I, yeah. I didn't talk about it because obviously it took place um, before, right after the Anaheim trip, but before COVID week. Um, but we did go see Wakanda Forever and, and uh, enjoyed it tremendously. Great send off, uh, great tribute to Chadwick Boseman, but also a very well done introduction to a character that they had to change quite a bit for the MCU, which is uh, uh, Namor. 
Ah, Mr. <laughs> flappy Wing, uh, Ankle Wings. Yeah, Fla- okay. Flappy Ankle Wings. You know what? Didn't bother me at all in the movie like it kind of did the first time I saw that trailer. Like, mm-hmm. it got little snitches from Harry Potter on his on his legs. A little bit, yeah, yeah. just a little bit. It's good though, um, right? Good, good quality uh, stage. What are we three, four uh, MCU still? Whatever we are, uh, Phase Four. Yep, just uh, getting close to the end of Phase Four. I think I can't. I can't keep track because they're not doing the big end. Avengers movie to wrap every phase up like they were before. It's hard to, you know, when you don't have that milestone, it's hard to figure out what freaking phase we're in. Yeah. But um, uh, we get we get a couple next to Tina. Uh-oh. <laughs> the uh, maybe one of the worst people we've we've sat next to, and we've sat we've been seated next to some horrible horrible people. Yeah, this um, isn't new territory for you guys. You always end up next to some chuckleheads. We always end up next to some some butthole but uh this this woman so um uh, talking during the previews having her phone out during the previews i don't care you know that's fine that's what the previews are for get settled sure. yet you know sure. but it also always makes me think like oh they're the type that's probably just going to keep their phone going or going to keep talking and um there is a if i remember correctly there's like a little opening segment to the film and then you get the marvel like they've been doing like the cold open and then you get the and it uh shows the marvel logo all in purple and uh woman sitting next to tina has her phone out takes a picture of the purple marvel logo with her phone with the freaking flash on why Why does she want a, a picture of the of the logo? That's a thing you can I'm get sure anywhere. I'm sure it was for the likes. I'm I guarantee because she immediately started doing stuff on her phone, and I'm sure it was that she was posting. I'm at the, Bla- the Black Panther Wakanda forever. Seeing an opening night. Woo! Ew! Ew! I don't like that at all. That annoys no. me. Did you and want then, to? Uh, did you want to say something? Were you were you tempted to just like lay in, lay into uh, Wanda forever uh, over there? I was there? tempted. Tina, more tempted, actually said, "Hey, could you turn your phone off, please? The light is really, really distracting." Hmm. And so she turns it off. But then she starts whispering to the person next to her at Great. about this volume. Great, great. And and so after like a couple of Tina's like, "All right, let's give it a minute. Maybe it'll stop." Nope. Then she's then she starts talking again or like whispering. <laughs> And Tina goes, "Excuse me, could you could you please stop talking?" <laughs> I'm not talking. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I hate everything about this. <laughs> this this is like, hey Scott, do you need some more uh, more uh, ammunition for why you don't go to movie theaters? Can this, we provide you some right now? Yeah, this is it. So did she end up shutting up, or, or what happened? She there? did. Event. She did eventually. After after. After the I'm not talking, there was a couple little whispery bits, and then she she did stop talking. But oh my god, I, you know, it's if the seats were as comfortable at Alamo Draft House, where they take zero, where they you know they they like have a zero uh, chance policy. If you screw up, you are out. It's yeah, not like a, out of there. one more warning and you gotta leave. Mm-hmm. Um, if the seats were as comfortable at the Alamo Draft House, I think we would just switch our our membership over there because there's one that's kind of close by. But um, what's wrong with the seats? They're just old style or something. Just not as comfortable as the yeah. They're they're more upright. Uh, the 
I thought their whole thing was like fancier seats or something. I guess I had that wrong in my head. I thought they were the yeah, ones that fancier than than old movie theater seats. But AMC's got these big padded recliner things that, you know, the right kind of movie, Scott. And I've got a good nap going. If it's oh, got yeah. if it's got Fantastic Beasts in the title, Scott, mm-hmm. then I'm getting a good afternoon sleep. Yeah, that's what's happening in that AMC. That might there. bring me back to theaters just to know that I'll have this huge <laughs> bed to myself. That's funny that you'd yeah. said yell. I'm not talking. You literally, yes, exactly. when when your wife says talking, she's not talking about volume. It doesn't right, matter anyway. Exactly. You're whispering she's, so loud. You're communicating. Talking in this case includes whispering. Yeah, you're <laughs> communicating. You're talking to another human being. They understand the words you're saying. That's talking. Right, right. And Tina's not about to say, um, could you stop whispering, please? Yeah, it's like, stop, you stop whispering talking? loudly. Yeah, talking in- includes whispering. Yeah, that's lame. I, I would be... Ugh, this whole thing's irritating me, but it's good. But, it's, <laughs> but the movie's good. You walked away going, ah, oh, enjoyed movie. it a lot. Yes, yeah. right. I, um, uh, uh, you know, I'm not going to give any spoilers, but I'm going to say I was surprised that there wasn't an end credits uh, stinger. There's a mid credit stinger. Oh no, no end uh, deal. Is it no is end that, credits? Is stinger. that usually that's almost always they do that? Yeah, usually they've got both, right? They've got a mid credits thing and then an end credits thing they have for for um, the last. Uh, a few phases, last couple phases. Um, it started out just being an end credits thing, and then they said, "We've got, we've got two things we want to reveal. Uh, how about we do one in the middle and one at the end?" And sure, sure, sure. In this case, just one, uh, one in the middle. But it was still good. It was very poignant. It was very touching. Um, and uh, yeah, the uh, I, 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 I stand as a, as a, uh, a fan of Wakanda Forever. Oh, very nice. I was just yes. trying to see how it. Uh, let's see, uh, audience scores it, uh, through the roof, eighty four percent, which is pretty good. Um, yeah. What did the original get? Let's see, twenty eighteen, probably Black ninety Panther. something. I think that was so. Oh, ninety six. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's well, ten ten points one way or the other. It's fine. Exactly. Sounds like it's probably and, just uh, as good. For those of you who who uh, really wanted to see Black Adam in theaters uh, last week. <laughs> Don't worry, it's going to be on HBO Max either what today or next Tuesday. It's like either. Oh, is that like soon? It, really? That's soon. Yes. Holy <laughs> shit! They made good money in theaters. I thought they'd leave it there longer. I thought they'd uh, do it like um, uh, the Maverick was was in theaters way longer than I thought it would be. Yeah. Although that uh, comes November out on Paramount 22nd, Plus. So you can stream it today, starting today. What I the guess heck? Today dude. is digital purchase or digital rental and then it's streaming on um hbo max like next week or something i can't remember well, but, i just wait uh, for that i'm not gonna pay yeah i'm definitely not gonna pay yeah. but i'll watch it I, I have no problem with this quick turnaround i just i wish it was more consistent because right. uh, maverick coming to paramount plus next week is great and all but yeah. it took him forever. Like I feel like that it did. Yeah, I mean that was a that was a Fourth of July movie, wasn't it? Didn't yeah. it come out. Uh... And I say forever in today's terms because when you and I were kids, <laughs> we we had to wait like twelve. It felt like twelve years to get anything. It so. felt like exactly. Yeah. Right. And it was and it was it, it was wasn't quite that, but it was definitely like you would wait at least a year for, for VHS tapes. Mm-hmm. At least, and the VHS tape was seventy-five bucks to buy. Yeah. <laughs> to buy. If, you, if you don't want to rent it, it'll take your chances on getting a rental, seeing if it's still there. Yeah, I mean, look, I love the '80s, but we were slow. That's the yeah. deal there. Yeah, exactly. Well, uh, a couple things. I wanted to just yeah. bring up this whole thing with your car again, real quick. Oh, thank you, thanks. Yes. No problem. Let's, bring it up. Let's rub this in just a little bit. <laughs> um, so it got me to thinking yesterday, and I just started digging around. I wanted to know kind of what. You know the way the way that 
other services and products have changed mm-hmm. over the years. A lot of them mm-hmm. have added things like, um, hey, your heating system in your home, if you pay us $200 a month, uh, we'll come out there uh, once a quarter and make sure everything's okay. And when something does break, it's all covered. You know, it's kind of like a weird extended insurance, but you're basically paying sure. for this service. And there's lots of examples like that kind of all over the place. Cars, mm-hmm. less so. But we have heard recently, what was the eight, uh, the, the the BMW thing where they were going to let you have... Oh, what was it? Um, yeah, it was... Uh, I can't remember. It was something that was kind of irritating. Like, the, something that should have been included with the car purchase. And then they said, we're going to let you have this for a monthly fee. And... and uh, yeah, what uh, was people, that? Do you remember what it was? The I thing? don't remember what it was. Uh, oh, heated, heated seats. seats. It was That's heated it. seats. Heated pay, seats. Pay us, <laughs> pay us a monthly fee for heated seats. Yeah, and this was, and by the way, not a thing that happened in the States. This was being tested overseas, so it wasn't even right. us yet. Um, right. In fact, yeah. I don't think it made it here even. So, but, No, I think it, it was like so hated it didn't even. <laughs> yeah, it didn't go anywhere. It was a test in yeah. Germany, I think. But anyway, I found this one. This is yeah. recent. Uh, Mercedes is now going to offer. I'm going to sneeze. Hold on. Here's a big one. Okay. Oh, you, you promised you would, and you did. You delivered. Man, that thing came from all the way down. Anyway, yeah. uh, Mercedes is offering acceleration increase, is what they're okay. calling this subscription. It's a $1,200 <laughs> subscription. Um, yeah. And you'd pay that monthly or quarterly, I guess in this case, for the $1,200. Okay. Uh, so that your engine can go faster. Basically, they'll let you <laughs> overclock your engine like you would with a PC or something. Yeah. Except you got to pay to do it, and it includes upkeep that... So I guess the engine would therefore be under greater wear. So sure. They, so requires more yeah. more frequent visits to maintenance, to oil change, and, and that sort so of thing. So I thought I still was thinking, okay, we're not going to talk about $1,200 here, but let's say Brian's Kia Soul had a deal where yeah. you could pay, I don't know, 50 bucks a month mm-hmm. for some cool thing your car did. I, I don't know what <laughs> well, it is. Uh, all right. So like, you know, uh, uh, 50 bucks a month. I mean, as long as it's like, because they offer a lot of places say like, all right, you've got your, you know, besides your oil changes, obviously, which uh, 7,500 to 10,000 miles, uh, you know, between them. Right, right. Um, but they also have like a all right, come in at your fifteen thousand mile, come in at your thirty thousand mile, and we in, in each of those times they do a big, like a laundry list of, of things. Right. Um, and I can't remember the whole list, but um, it's a but full I, diagnostic. They go through the computer and full, they check everything. And exactly, yeah. they you know uh, change the the cabin filter, the the obviously the air filter, things like that. Sure. Um, you know, I guess I guess if it basically included, uh, it would have to. It would obviously would have to include because that's almost the price. That's a little bit less than the price I pay for a full ass oil change. Yeah, uh, which I'm doing every what six months or seventy five hundred miles or whatever. So let's say they threw um, that in. That was included. If they threw, obviously they'd have to throw that in. They'd have to throw in. Um, like okay. regular tire rotations, they'd have to they'd give you XM. Uh, How about a little XM radio on top of all that? It's just like, here you go, have some old school I'm, radio from the satellites. I might, you know, I've been I've been an XM serious guy since uh, since I got the car, and I <laughs> I do like the chill channel for uh, for for driving for Lyft because it it feels like a very non intrusive everybody kind of everybody doesn't hate it kind of uh, thing right yeah it's like standard chocolate cake everybody will have a piece it's fine 
and but really, you know, ninety nine percent of the time, what I'm listening to when I'm not uh, driving for Lyft is Howard Stern, and I'm getting kind of irritated with his lack of his fewer interviews because that was the big thing for me. His interviews are great. I can listen, you know, I'll I'll put up with him talking crap about Baba Booey and Ronnie the limo driver you know for for just so long yeah. but it's his interviews with folks like Paul Mc, uh, Paul, Paul McCartney Paul and McCartney. Foo Fighters <laughs> I was I was going to say Foo Fighters and Paul McCartney he came out Paul McCartney or whatever it was going to say That's amazing But it's like you know his interviews were great really really good and it's because he um he goes places that a mainstream um interviewer probably can't because of FCC rules and things mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Um, but uh, but those are getting fewer and far between. And I could probably, you know, if Tina keeps her subscription, I could probably just use the app and listen to just the interviews, and just listen to uh, um, Apple Music. Apple Music has been great, and their their curated playlists are really good. The ones that they, mm-hmm. you know, uh, indie uh, top indie songs of 2019. It's like, oh, great! Goes right from Vampire Weekend into Foster the People over to Fits and the Tantrums and and stuff like that. And that that I'm really digging. Um, I I might actually be getting rid of Sirius XM, and I might, you know. It's going to finally be, let's see how low they go in their offers, because that was my usual gig, was when the subscription was about to run out and I needed to renew it. I'd call and say, yeah, I'm thinking about about dropping SiriusXM. And they would just keep like, oh, well, what if we gave you uh, six months for 100 bucks? Yeah. Or 12 months doing for that. Yeah. Just like the old uh, cable cancellations. They'll fight to keep you, man. Totally. It's yeah. like, if you could offer that, why aren't you offering that? Like, yeah. why am I not already just paying that? If yeah. that's something, is that, if you can haggle that low. So yeah. I'm actually yeah, going to see me. what, uh, how low they, they go before I still finally say, no, I'm not interested, but I'm curious. Like, all right, how about uh, 20 bucks? Just 20 bucks. We'll give it to you for five years. Do 20 yeah. bucks? 20 bucks for just five give years. Us some money? Yeah. Just give us anything. You know what you can say? Say, look, I'll do it. I'll keep your service, but you pay me to play. <laughs> right. Or, or uh, what? What you know? What Sirius XM channel is uh, is is just not doing great and could use some some better content? Because uh, I've got a, a bunch of shows for you. I've got uh, Morning Stream. Oh, I've we can do Coverville. Coverville yes. I've got uh, Soundography. Let's I've got do it. Core. <clears throat> there was a guy years, years, and years ago. This is probably I don't know seven, eight years ago. Somebody yeah. from XM or maybe Sirius, because yeah. I don't know if they'd merged yet. But somebody had come to me and said. Hey, we're thinking about bringing on some podcasts just for yeah. content. And at yeah. the time, I was like, "Let's do it. We're ready. Let's go. We'll put TMS up there." I think the instance they want some gaming stuff, mm-hmm. yeah. and uh, I was all for it. And then that guy got let go, and that entire department <laughs> got let go. So they're done. <laughs> Nothing happened. Yeah, they didn't do yeah, it. Yeah, it sucks. I remember that. And and like Rock and Roll Geek Show was on there for a hot minute. Yeah. It was like uh, it was called XM something Stars Channel, like. Uh, or yeah. a Sirius Stars channel or something like that. And it was just basically them taking podcasts and playing podcasts. Yeah, which I think was a cool idea. A very cool idea. Yeah. I don't sure. know what their user base is and what they're doing now. I mean, it's hard to say. It's such a weird business. Mm-hmm. So I don't, mm-hmm. I assume that they rely mostly on prepackaged car sales where they get three months free and then they retain people. And I assume yeah. that's their main business now, if I had to, if I had to guess. Cause yeah. I don't know too many yeah. people who are like, you know, you know what my old Honda needs. 
I don't think they're doing exactly. that. I could be wrong, no. but no, probably not. It's all it's all the new stuff, exactly. Well, folks, yeah. if you have a Mercedes and you'd like to uh, increase your your speed, <laughs> uh, let us know. And if you uh, if you're overseas that you paid for heated seats, let us know how that's going. Is yeah, that, I'd uh, love to know how that went. I yeah. assume it was just a test, but even if you were in the test, I'd love to know how that how did it feel to say I'm. St- like, did you feel like you had to sit in it more? You know how if you pay an MMO subscription and you're yeah. not playing, it feels bad? Yeah. Was it like, yeah. is it like, well, it's too hot here in the summer, but I kind of just want to get my money's worth. I'm going to go turn on my, right. my seats and have some heat in my bum. Oh, no. What's worse is when they say, well, we've we've increased our price, but we've grandfathered you into the lower price as long as you don't cancel. And boo, uh, boo. like, crap, I guess I'll keep it through the summer so I'm not paying a hundred bucks a month, uh, you know, once I fire it back up in the winter. Yeah. That's true. It's a weird thing. I understand. Everybody's got to milk every little penny out of everything now. That's what yeah. you do. Yeah, exactly. But uh, Brian, By the way, sign shouldn't. up for our Patreon, patreon.com slash uh, the Yeah, GMS. that's right. <laughs> I don't, I, I, I will defer here and say I do not believe, <laughs> I do not believe we are the same as this, but. Um, no, we are absolutely not. We but, actually give you stuff for your, for your money. We damn straight. You, uh, and Brian's right. Go sign up. Content. Get on there. Patreon.com yes. slash TMS. Exactly. Got a quick text Cancel to read. Cancel your from, heated seats and put that money towards TMS. Yeah, put it toward TMS. We, we need it. Uh, here's a quick text from a listener. This is from Ben. Uh, it's all okay. he wrote is B-I-N, Ben. Ben, all right. Uh, dear Scott and Brian, this text is for you. Well, thanks. I appreciate you letting us know. Um, I think COVID is foodborne now. And nobody, or uh, I'll read it like he wrote it. Okay. And nobody is talking about this. How else can you explain the uptick in cases right now? I think people are eating food with COVID in it. Um, let's see. And and that is the new way for people to get it all the time. I think he meant people, but he put people. Oh, he meant people, but people. 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 Do you think this is crazy? Because I don't. Uh, yes, I do think. Well, I don't. I'm not going to say you're crazy. I'm saying you're you're no. coming out up with a thing based on nothing. So. Maybe yeah, I think the up. uptick is because people are getting together, wearing fewer masks, thinking that the that we're completely out of it, and uh, and and going back to uh, business as usual. And um, plus, it's just the fall; just it always get, it always spikes in the fall. It's just yeah, you know, yeah. It's it's everything Brian said plus fall plus, you know, variants happen, and then people are whoa caught off guard. We were caught off guard by it, by it. Yeah. We were still being really careful all the time. So sure. Sure. I'm I I don't but I don't think your foodborne thing based on what he's yeah, gonna, like he's, you know what people we all need to like do think of of uh, think outside the box like this right like right. you know say well what if what if it is this and what if it is that and and you know you can do a little research and say well maybe there's something to it or oh no I guess this proves that it it can't be foodborne because it doesn't have it needs X to for the virus to actually survive for the for the virus to be able to make it it needs x and you can't get that from food so i mean you know it's it's uh but i like the thinking outside the box bin yeah we're thinking outside the bin outside the bin there you go that's outside the bin yeah. let's thinking use his name bin. well yeah. i hope people like you don't get it okay that's exactly I hope. I hope not hope less people get it and more people are protected this year right i'm only going right. to say people for people from now on that's the real people yes thing. yeah Many, many fine people. People. I've got lots of good people. Good people. You know, people. People told me all the time. They best, said, uh, Best people. You only have a way with people. <laughs> oh, that caught me funny. <laughs> I have a way with people. All right. This always triggers. 
poor Rainbow Bright. This always triggers her, and I think Genie as well. And, and you yeah, know what? We gotta laugh at this doofus and the dumb things he says. Yeah, it's the whole besides, world. Cares. We're gonna be hearing. We're gonna. I hate to say it, but let's prepare for hearing his stupid voice for the next couple of years, and I'm gonna make fun of it as much as I can. I mean, I'll admit one thing. I, I have zero, usually zero desire. Despite it doesn't matter what year it is. I don't want to. I don't want to watch political debates. I can't do it. Right. Just yeah, can't put myself yeah. through it. Yeah. But if you're telling me that the guy who lost and never conceded is going to be on stage with his former vice president who he threw under the bus completely. <laughs> exactly. Yes. I kind of want to watch that. I kind of want to watch it. Well, I feel like I feel like we're going to see a very different set of Republican debates when when those start coming up because um they've all had time to figure out his Achilles heels and his weaknesses. And, and he probably is too much of a narcissist to think that he needs to pay attention to theirs. So I feel like it's going to be, you know, it's going to be the uh, zombies cannibalizing themselves kind of thing. I don't yeah, know. It should be, they spent, it should be interesting. They spent yeah. so many years licking his Achilles heel. I wonder if they'll exactly. remember where it's weaknesses. Exactly. And he's burned all of them. Like, uh, yeah, you know, Rob the Sanctimonious. I was telling Rob the Sanctimonious the other day. The <laughs> Sanctimonious. Hate that yeah. so much. Anyway, <laughs> it's the worst. His his nickname game has really gone down the tubes. Yeah, I remember it was like, you know, what about Lion Ted? What about Lion Ted? Yeah. yeah. If Ted runs again. Holy shit. Oh, God. Yeah. Hate him so much. Um, all right. June, Ted. Anyway, let's move on to this uh, thing. Oh, hey, Brian. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah. an An remember Anaheim? I remember that. Tell that was me. was like more. two weeks ago, Anaheim. I yeah. barely remember it, Scott. Yeah. But uh, uh, yeah. Uh, so went to Anaheim for the concert, just for the concert, basically. Uh, Suede and uh, Manic Street Preachers. Excellent show, by the way. Um, we, I kind of, I, I, I at the last second decided to pay for an upgrade. So it's at the house of blues in Anaheim and the, uh, it's an all general admission standing floor situation. Yeah. But we used to, we used to do pay. a blizzard thing there for, uh, influencers and it was, Oh, right. Same, I think same space. And there was no sitting anywhere. You couldn't sit. Yeah. No sitting yeah. unless you pay for an upgrade and then you go up to the second level, which has the foundation room, a really nice, like oaky bar with big padded seats and all that stuff. And then it's an upper level that goes around above the, the standing room only seats. And, um, the foundation room, you called it the foundation room. Every you, house of blues has one of those. The one in to... Vegas is the one that's at the very top of Mandalay Bay. Oh, right. Right. And it's 20 bucks a drink, but it is worth paying for one of those drinks to, to go up there and look at that view because you see all the way down the strip. It's uh it's like when you see when you see photos taken from the south end of the strip, it's usually taken from um the foundation room or or uh, skyfall, which do they the make you it, adhere uh, to the three laws of robotics while you're in the foundation? <laughs> deep cut, everybody, right. deep cut, deep cut. That's a very deep cut, yes. Anyway. You can't you can't harm the robot bartender or oh, okay. make them uh, cause harm to themselves. Oh, okay, good. Um anyway, uh uh, so we're on this upper level, and it's all seats, right? It's basically um, Tina and I are from for I guess whatever luck we had, and in, in me buying when I did, we are dead center front of 
the um, this kind of bar seating section, which is like tiered three or four rows of bar seats, um, nice little padded, tall, high high chair, like high top chairs, and a nice little rail you can put your elbows on. You have your drink on there, all that sort of thing. And then an aisle in front of us, and then in front of that is a a, a slightly lower section that just has movie theater style seats. So the the padded seat cushiony kind of ones with the chair parts that flap down. Mm. And so we had uh, an unobstructed view of the stage right from the center, a little high, you know, far further back than the people standing, but I don't care. It was a great, it still was a great view. Yeah, it seemed good. Um, about halfway through Suede's opening set, uh, they were the opening act, even though it was a co-headline thing. And we were guessing probably that that throughout the tour, the two bands would swap who's the opening act and who's the, the uh, headliner because neither of them did encores. So it was like, yeah, we do this big set and then the other band comes on or the other band's on then we do this big set kind sure, of thing sure um the people the people directly in front of us in the lower seats decide just the two of them they're gonna stand up and dance which is totally you know what you paid for tickets totally fine i'm of the here's here's my thinking on that sort of thing if i go to a concert and um and I see the people around me are getting up, most specifically the people behind me are standing, then I'll stand. Mm -hmm. But I'm not going to stand if the people behind me are not standing because I'm not going to automatically impose my will on standing for for a band on the people that I'm standing in front of, no matter how much I like the band. Squeeze, sure. crowded house, whatever. I'm, I'm not going to stand if, if um, the people behind me aren't standing. That's right. Uh, well, I take that back. <laughs> here's the here's the caveat to that rule. If the people in front of me are standing, and I can't see unless I stand, well, yeah, then I'm standing. Ah, uh, you gotcha. <laughs> and, then, and then what are the? Then, you think the people behind you are just like? Uh, it's just a it's just a cascade, right? Everybody. Just it is keeps a cascade, up. right? It yeah. turns into a thing of like, all right, well, the person in the very front row uh, stood up, so I guess the people in the second row standing up, then the people in the third row, blah 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 blah. blah. Yeah. Um, free ra or Benjamin asks, "Do you stand in an REM concert?" Yes, but it's only in the place where you were. Oh, uh, oh yeah. shit! I always yeah. forget that. Okay, yeah, and then you face north. Yeah. Um, uh, but nobody else in this whole area is standing. Just these two people, and I'm thinking, you know, you got to kind of look around and kind of gauge, like, oh, you know what? I really like this band, but nobody else is standing. I guess we'll just kind of sit. Now, mm. the good news is, even with them standing, because their seats were lower. They didn't block the stage for us, except when they started clapping above their heads. I don't know why you feel like you need to do that and doing a lot of fist bumping and jumping up and down and stuff like that. It's like, all right, I could deal with this. I've still got good seats. I'm sitting down. I'm drinking my drink. It's fine. It's yeah. fine. It's like, uh, and then they left after Suede. They didn't care about the Manic Street Preachers. So we had a completely. Oh, they were there. They were view. only there for the intro band. They were only there for Suede. Yeah. I guess that happens. People go just it, to see. With a co-headline tour like this, totally expected. Tina was actually, she's a much bigger fan of Suede than she is the Preachers or the Manics, I guess is the way is you shorten the way you shorten their name. Mm -hmm. um, so she she was like, yeah, I guess I would have liked Mannix opening and Suede finishing just because the warm up to the fin to the to the headliner. But both of them did an hour and a half, hour and forty five minute set, so mm. they both did, you know, sure. full headliner sets. Yeah, so it sounds really, like two full concerts, kind of. Yeah, know? yeah, that's good though. Uh, and, that's good if you're if you're going to a thing like that's kind of how uh, when I saw Ozzy and. Um, Freaking uh, Metall uh, Metallica open for them? Somebody? No, it was Metallica, and they Metallica. They were, that's right. And they were great, and they went as long as he did. 
Yeah. And he sat in a chair the whole time. So I kind of did just go for oh, right. for uh, Metallica in the, at the end of the day. But I, I kind of like that. Because then if you're if you're a huge fan of one band, you don't want to go see three songs and then they're off stage. That would, that would suck. Right. Exactly. So that makes sense. Yeah. That's, I was considering seeing the Red Hot Chili Peppers tour when it came through Denver because Haim was opening up for them. But I don't like the Red Hot Chili Peppers enough to want to see them perform. And who knows if Haim was going to do six songs and then leave it's like uh, not worth it to me i'll wait till they're they, they've got to come back through and be a headliner at some point even if it's in a smaller club or or whatever but yeah they're also about 80 yeah. percent less naked than flea when they're out there, so. <laughs> right can we can we actually see uh sd heim come out wearing just a tube sock that'd that, be okay that'd be fine that'd be, that'd that'd be, be fine. fine you know what yeah. tell flea to take the afternoon off let's do one of the heim ladies <laughs> i'm gonna give that tube sock to sd heim yeah. well maybe a, a fresh clean tube sock for yeah SD give heim don't yeah don't give her used oh my gosh don't <laughs> don't give anybody flea's used sock all right and let let her make her weird bass face with the uh with the you know with the, the flea tube sock it's totally oh, she fun. does she does make a weird bass face she makes the weirdest bass face in rock and roll it's it's great it is, is uh is there a is it a thing that others also have a bass face or or is this a new term you've coined today like could we say it other is bases? a new term i've coined well it's not a new term i've coined today but it's a term that's been coined i think around sd heim and her bass face interesting <laughs> Because I'm trying to picture other famous bassists, and I can't see them making the faces she makes. She she might yeah. own this. This is her thing. It might. She might. Yeah. Icor says bass face uh, is a thing, or or Matuba says no, it's a thing. So bass face apparently is a thing. Okay. Did uh, little Steven Van Zant? Uh, I feel like he he made a bass face. His bass face was the same face he made through guess, the entire run of Sopranos. It's the same face. <laughs> it kind of is, right? Yeah. yeah. He just looks hey, disgusted. Tony, hey, uh, Tony, hey, Tony, Tony. You want I should rub him out? Uh, hey. him out. And then uh, Polly would come in and uh, lisp. Oh, I miss Polly. All right. Uh, uh, one last thing. Yeah. Kyber crystals, because that was the other thing I was going to do while I was out there. Oh, yeah. How'd that go? Uh, you can go to the uh, the Star Wars store in downtown Disney and buy Kyber crystals. Went up there. Asked, I said, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to I'm going for a black uh, crystal. So give me uh, five reds. And uh, she says, well, hold on, because the ones we sell are the gold capped kyber crystals which are the ones that are made for the holocrons and the jedi the the sith uh the sith holocrons and the jedi cubes or maybe they're all holocrons i can't keep track but they don't those don't have a chance of having a black crystal so oh i'm glad she told you that's good that she said something you know yeah and she she's probably you know i mean she would have this is this isn't she wasn't bob chapak and say yeah give me your money i'll take your money whatever i'll take care of it Boy, that was a big deal yesterday when they hear freaking yeah, Bob sure Iger coming back. Jeez. As a Disney fan, I'm so happy to see that. Yeah. JPEG was the worst thing to happen to Disney. Iger, since, uh, Iger's not like Song of the South. I, <laughs> <laughs> Iger's not like perfect. He's got his issues, no. but he's so much better of a brand rep for that company than he really that is. Other he's guy. way more customer focused than uh, uh, than uh, than JPEG was. But um, I'm going to take this off in a second. So oh, I thought you were going to wear it like a, like a, um, I don't know, like it looks like a, like this? yeah, this isn't bad. <laughs> Just this right here. Yeah. The problem is it's pulling on my neck. This is a heavy sweatshirt. Man. Yeah, that's true. That's a big beefy one. Um, anyway, sorry. Anyway, so, uh, so the, the couple days after we were there, uh, my uncle George and aunt Barb, uh, went to, uh, Disneyland and they picked up some kyber, kyber crystals for me. So when I go, to their house for Thanksgiving in two days. Oh yeah, I'm gonna do the uh, 
do the uh, the kyber crystal uh, roulette and hope hope for a uh, black crystal. Brian brings the pies to fry, and they bring the crystals. <laughs> exactly. That's, That's great. Right. Pretty good fry exchange. Pie, you, you, you throw me the crystals, I'll throw you the pies. Exactly. Don't trust that guy. He's gonna. He's not gonna <laughs> give you back the idol. Right. Gonna, but he will get stabbed. It'll be fine. Great. Exactly. Uh, well done. All Fun right, stuff. We should get some news. Yeah, let's do it. We got news. Why not? I like news. Yeah. Uh, today's news is brought to you by 313 Pizza in Harriman. Scott, why should people care about this? Brand new place, uh, not a chain. It's called 313 Pizza. It is amazing. It's so good. And they do two very different styles. They do like kind of New York thin crust style. And then they have a whole other menu for Detroit style, which is that big, thick, you know, deep, not deep dish, but. Detroit style. People know Thicker, what I'm talking about. Yeah, right, it's always squared right. off and cut into smaller squares or whatever. Anyway, they have both. And uh, they have a bar there and a bunch of other stuff. Anyway, this place is great. I would highly, highly recommend checking it out if you're out in that area. It's part of this new development out in uh, in Harriman, just across from the the main road there, or the main highway. And it's, uh, it's great. It's called 313 nice. Pizza, and it's totally worth checking out. I have some in the fridge. Cool. I'm so excited. Oh, very cool. Yeah, there's a new place that um, that opened up here called the Pie Dive, a little local family-owned place, and I got to try it and see see how it is. I'm up for some. Uh, I'm up for some za. Yeah, pizza once in a while. Something about fall weather, cold weather, you know, early winter, That's and right. pizza for me. Yeah, cannot find a better combo. Just oh love it. wait, I'd have to walk there. I can only go to places that I can oh. walk. So I think we're co- we're committed to. Uh, Buffalo Wild Wings, Jersey Mike's, McDonald's, or Illegal Burger. Damn it! I mean, what is this? The 1800s? Brian has to walk? <laughs> oh, my God. What is this? If it was warmer, I could bike ride. I'd be fine with that. But it's, you know, friggin' 19 degrees out. I'm not bike riding at 19 degrees. I do that inside while Bakari in the, uh, that's his name, Bakari in Apple Fitness Plus yells at me. Bakari. Whoa. Could you right. could you maybe push a little bit harder? You know, how are you right now? You're at your heart level. Could you maybe go all out for 30 seconds? And he's pre-recorded, right? He's not talking to you. Yeah, it's all pre-recorded. That yeah. always annoys me. It means it's worse. Oh, no, for me, no. I don't want them I don't want them looking like Peloton, like where they have the live instructors and seeing like, all right, well, oh, Brian in Colorado, he's he's only going 60 RPM. Mm-hmm. Oh, Brian in Colorado, speed up. Yeah, that's true. But I also I just don't like when they're they talk to you as if they're there and then know that they're not. So it's like oh, oh do you think uh, you could just push a little bit more? It's like I don't even know what you never met me. You don't know me at all. You you yeah. face this. I can't guy. imagine what that's like for for uh, people to uh, talk to, to people that they're technically not even interacting with uh, oh, live. Oh man, uh, I didn't even think about it. A parasocial <laughs> relationship with your with your Apple trainer, with your audience that listens to it after the fact, with your uh, mm-hmm. uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> Never done that before. Don't know what that's about. Uh, let's talk about this. This is a weird thing. It's, and I've actually been holding on to this since before I got okay. sick for uh, COVID. So uh, not before COVID happened, but before I got it. <laughs> Um, I've been holding this story since 2019. Here it is. <laughs> Oculus co-founder. Uh, nobody likes this guy anymore. His name's Palmer Lucky. He's the original dude. Oh, yeah. He's I remember kind that. kind of an a-hole. Guy. Um, but anyway, he has made a VR headset that can literally kill you. Um, this is pretty weird. This is uh, the idea of dying in a video game simulation or, uh, uh, or a game. A game or simulation could cause death in real life is a common trope. 
in fictional works. Okay, so you see this in all sorts of stuff. William Gibson loves, sure. loves playing around with this. Gamer with that three for an E. Yeah, remember one. that? That was bad. <laughs> that was garbage. Yeah. Anyway, Oculus co-founder uh, and and generally thought of to be a bit of an a-hole, Palmer Lucky has made the concept real. On his personal blog, he wrote of a new VR headset he has designed that uses three embedded explosive charges planted above the forehead. Uh, they can destroy the brain of the user. The lethal explosion is triggered via a narrow band photosensor that can detect when the screen flashes red at a specific frequency. Uh, he wrote, making it easy to set off during a game over screen. Oh, jeez. To be clear, uh, he says his deadly headset, which looks an image is just like a modified Quest Pro or something, yeah. um, is at this point just a piece of office art. I thought pro- a thought provoking reminder of unexplored avenues in game design. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, he he fancies himself a Banksy, does yeah. he? Okay, yeah. good, a little good bit. For him. Fancies yeah. himself a Banksy is a great way of putting it. When people are, <laughs> that's a great show title. Too. Yeah, fancies and plus, when people a are a holes like this, it's like, oh, you fancy yourself a Banksy, do you? I like that. There's a really cool Banksy, by the way, an actual one in Park City. Um, yeah, that because uh, so many people try to get to it, the city, oh, really? the okay. city built a like a Faraday cage around it now. Wow. It's not Faraday cage, but it's like, you know, a big protective like, uh, cage with stuff so you can't get to it. But I just thought that was interesting. It's like, here's a guy who, you know, he's obviously famous for this, but uh, I assume it's a guy. We don't really know who it is, do we? We still don't know who Banksy is. Yeah. But whoever Banksy is. Um, I think it's film star Alicia Silverstone, personally, nice. but uh, oh. until somebody proves me wrong. Well, she hasn't been up to much else. No, she's just busy chewing up food and spitting in her baby's mouth. That's yeah, it. That's, that's all it. she's doing. Mm-hmm. And then painting walls and pretending she's a famous hidden artist. He's uh, <laughs> he's like a VTuber without the tube or the V. Anyway. <laughs> the V or the tube. <laughs> <laughs> no one knows who it is. But anyway, they. Uh, I just thought it was interesting because the city, you know, normally they would say, ah, we can't have somebody just painting shit on the walls with no yeah. permit or whatever. Yeah. But in this case, they're like, oh, no, no, preserve it cover it it is it's great right like uh <laughs> he gets the he gets kind of the carte blanche to uh, uh kind of literally right the blank mm-hmm. card to uh, do what he wants and paint where he wants because he's banksy what's the name of that documentary it was very good um uh, exit through the gift shop listen chat there's somebody a couple people in here have never heard of banksy watch exit through the gift shop yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's so good. It is it's really one good. of the best docs. In and then watch the years. video of the uh, the painting that he, or the, the yeah the painting that he made that shredded itself once it got purchased. Yeah, that thing's amazing. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. I mean, that was next level. After that, I thought, well, how, how is this person ever going to bang, uh, uh, out Banksy themselves? But then there was just a string of regular old art. So yeah, he doesn't care. She doesn't care. Whatever who he who whoever he he whoever that peepoo is whoever uh, that peepoo is this peepoo has got it on got it going that's on. That's right. That's right. Uh, anyway, you can kill yourself with this headset if you really wore it. But he's, he's just being a dork. He's a guy super with, hot. All of a sudden, turns more super and more hot. Yeah, he's basically got a ton of money and nothing to, nothing going on. That's what that. Yeah, is. exactly. This feels like. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, what can I do to get some attention really quick? Uh, hmm. I know I'll make a headset that can kill you, but not, but just, but just for art. Yeah, just for art. And this will get Peepoo talking about me again. That's right. Yeah, which nobody wants. Scott and I record an episode of TMS that you'll never hear because it contains the brown note and it'll make you mm-hmm. instantly poop your pants. Yeah. And uh, but we just—it's actually it's it's uh, burned onto a uh, flash drive and it's sitting on my wall right over there. That's and you'll right. You'll never hear it. You're never going to hear it. 
We're yeah. the ba- we're the Banksies of podcasters. Everybody, stand up, stand That's to right. the side. Exactly. Uh, Hellraiser, remember Hellraiser, the the I hell, do. The, the pinheads the and the whatnots. Kids movie that. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I could be wrong about this because my memory sucks and I haven't looked it up, so I probably could just look it up. But I thought I could have sworn as a teenager they made. So I know they made a RoboCop Saturday morning kids show, even though RoboCop itself was like this really bloody, ultra violent, yeah, hard R thing that just about pushed rated X level stuff back in the day. But somehow they made a kids cartoon out of RoboCop. I swear they made they made a Hellraiser cartoon. And it was for kids, and I can't get it out of my head. <laughs> I don't know why I'm sure I of this. Remember, I, okay, here I do remember seeing somebody doing an animated Pinhead. Maybe that's what um, I'm thinking of. I don't. What was that from? Do you remember? I don't. That's what I don't remember it being from. But I totally remember seeing this kind of weird stylized animated Pinhead. But I couldn't tell you what it was from. Yeah, the chat's bringing up the Rambo cartoon. I knew about. I remember that, and that was another one of those. Yeah. And there was yeah. a thing. There was a thing there for a while where they would do this. They would f- try to figure out a way to to skew adult content to be kid fun, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I swear there was like something with with that and the puzzle box huh. and kids kids solving the box and then running from <laughs> Pinhead or something. <laughs> That's really funny. I don't know like, why. Oh no, we got to get away. We just released Pinhead. I know, right? <laughs> Plus the lady with the weird vagina neck and the guy with the yeah, the exactly. I'm sure she teeth. wouldn't make it into the cartoon. No, yeah. at least not in that shape. She's not. Uh, well, anyway, this is the deal. Hellraiser Puzzle Box is now a toys uh, kids can play with. So we're we're back to <laughs> we're back to. The so this actually really is a thing. This is an actual thing. So it's either the coolest thing you've seen from a major retail or or the most twisted. Says this article. Uh, or maybe just a little bit of both. According to the folks at Boing Boing, Walmart is now, and this is Walmart, mind you. Walmart? Yep. Oh, my God. Selling great. toy replicas of the Lemurchen's Lament configuration from the Hellraiser franchise. I guess that's what that's called, the box? It's just the called... The Lemurchen's Lament configuration. I guess so. Never heard it before. Can we just call it the Hellraiser puzzle box? I mean, come on. That's what I'm going to do. Um, let's see. Hellraiser puzzle box has become a STEM toy. Uh, one intended for children to play with as they learn about technology engineering. Yes, the very puzzle box <laughs> that unleashes centibytes onto the earthly plane and brings forth sadistic pleasures for them. Uh, in the Walmart ad, we can even see a father and daughter pa- uh, posing with the replica Hellraiser toy box. Uh, let's see. Little Susie. <laughs> there something, it is something. right there. <laughs> pull this up so I can see it with the chat room. Hold on. Oh, jeez. There you go. Wow. Chat. Look at that. Look at these two. See that, Susie? You turn this yeah. way, and then... Oh, maybe if you push that piece there, maybe the demon from hell will come and... Uh, but make sure you get rid of that mattress. The mattress! Get rid of the mattress! This isn't there a... Oh, yeah, that mattress, dude. <laughs> it's a mattress! It's a, Someone's got to get rid of that mattress. Um, isn't the whole deal, though? I, I just saw the new one, too, during Halloween. The right. whole thing with this box is if you do it right, then a a hook or a blade comes out and cuts you. And when you start bleeding, that's when the centibytes come through. Oh, really? So it's when you cut your, well, that's, uh, that's, uh, yes, you know, that's battery sold separately. I guess yeah. you <laughs> knife sold separately. I'm just curious as to how they claim this is a STEM 
you know, oh, this like is a STEM. STEM uh, How um, does this prepare you for science, technology, engineering? Mechan- I mean, maybe that's the I idea. Guess mechanics, is, yes. I just, but, uh, I just don't think kids or math. Is it the M? Is it the M math or mechanics? I thought it was. Oh, geez, now I don't math. know. I think I think M is math. It's memory, clearly, because I can't remember. Um, let's see. S T E M is stands for. Oh my gosh! Now I must know. Here it is. De- de- uh, definition. Um, what is STEM? It stands for uh, science, technology, okay, engineering, and are... mathematics. So it is math. Yeah, we should have looked at just Bobby in the chat room. So oh, he would math. know. Yeah, math. Bobby would know. Yeah. Of all yeah. the math. all the all the people in the know, Bobby's one of them for sure. Bobby would know, I guess. And it is there's engineering that makes the box, but does it teach you about engineering to just <laughs> is Rubik's cube a STEM toy now? Is that the deal? Yeah, like that's that's exactly why wouldn't that be? Maybe yeah. it is. I don't know. We shouldn't say it because maybe it is. Exactly. Well, anyway, Walmart. I want all my. I want all. I want an apology for all the albums you wouldn't carry in the nineties. Okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh no, that Black Crows album with uh, the the close up of the uh, bikini bottom. That's yeah. too much. But ah, uh, here's a demon toy from hell. Yeah. Here's uh, a demon toy. Go for it. Have teach you science. Yeah. <laughs> At the very least, expose your child to a film franchise that'll freak him the f out. Exactly. Good job. Oh, Dad, can I watch the movie that this thing came from? <laughs> no. Oh, no, little Sally. No, no. We'll have to do that a different time. Ching, ching, and the chains come out of the sky and pick your, pull your flesh apart. That said, uh, how, how soon are we running out to buy these? <laughs> I kind of want one. I'm not going to oh, lie. Heck yeah. Are you yeah, kidding me? I want one just to this have is more than This is more than I could 3D print, so I, I want to just buy one. Yeah. If this was just a box painted up or whatever, fine. But this isn't. This like moves. No, it, it, like it opens up. It like... Yeah. Like the, the art that they show, the configurations that it goes into, it's like, wow, this is pretty damn cool I mean, someone check availability while we do a song because i'd love to see yeah, if we can go. snag those yeah, let us know uh brian speaking of song we got to play one and take a break when we come back bobby will be joining us first this week bill after that and uh, so we'll get our science then our making it on and uh that'll all happen in the wake the shadow really of this song you've brought so what do you got there <laughs> well back in 2019 i believe or 21 uh, 2021 we played a song by this guy mark j Giddon, g-i-d-d-e-n he's a, a singer songwriter from saint albans in the uk uh got his influence from uh, like radiohead smashing pumpkins and the pixies and for a while there he fronted a band called traveler before he decided to go solo And this is his third solo album following Have You Heard and Fool Yourself in 2019 and 2021. Um, This is a brand new album called Time Traveler and the first single from it, which is called My Friend. Here is Mark J. Giddon.
I forget the sweet sound of her voice or the moist touch of her eyeball on my lips. Hey, I'm hurting here. I got pocketbook issues. I got inflation. I got gas. What are you going to do for me? The Morning Stream. I don't want to fire you, Jeffrey. I just want you to produce.
right, we're back, everybody. Tell me who that was one more time. Sure. That was Mark J. Giddon from his brand new album, uh, which is called Time Traveler. I got it from the future. Uh, it is a song called My Friend. Very, very nice. You know, if only I knew somebody who worked at a Walmart who could pick me up one of those boxes, <laughs> i.e. my son. Oh, uh, I'm texting geez. him right now. Text hey, him now and say, get two. One of these boxes? Tell him to get two, two or find out if I can get him here in Salt Lake. If I can't, I'll pay your son extra to get me one. <laughs> okay, we'll do. Because I would love that. Uh, hey, look who it is. It's brightly lit Bobby Frankenberger. Oh, now he's normal lit. Uh, Bobby Frankenberger joining us for a little bit of the this right here. Science. It's science time with Bobby, who runs a podcast all about science, all around science is what it's called. And he joins us on Tuesdays to talk about the latest and greatest in science goings on. Uh, we missed you last week. I was out of here. Obviously, it wasn't your fault, but it's good to have you back. How are you? Yeah, are you, are you still... Can, are you still contagious? Do I should I? No. Should, yeah, you should be staying six feet away. Yes, Bobby. T- <laughs> uh, home tests uh, are neg uh, negative. I feel like I shouldn't say neg. It sounds like I'm heading somewhere. I know. I know. Yeah. But, you know, we both like the actress Ruth Nega. So, yeah, I like her I a mean, lot. Actually, yeah, she's great. Yeah, um, she is great. I'm gonna. Uh, so so that's cool. Although um, I was told that the ones where you get them at the hospital, what's that called? P- PC, not PCP. What is it? PRC? PCR tests? PCR. 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 Polymerase (laughs) chain reaction for those of us in the know. Oh, my Lord. Look at you. (laughs) Um, If I do that one, it will probably show that uh, there's detectable uh, levels of the virus load for like two months. So, Yeah, um, it's much more sensitive. The PCR tests actually detect um, viral DNA little bits and they're and they're very good at that so if you've got it floating around which you will for a long time after the virus is gone yeah or or is no longer doing its job because there's dead virus particles floating around for a long long time yeah yeah um, so we could so it'll pick it'll pick it up so we were we were happy to know that on the on the cheapy crappy home tests <laughs> we weren't good enough to wear masks and go to uh, costco uh, and yeah, pizza. and you say cheapy, crappy home test, but to, for for um, people who are impressionable listening at home, <laughs> um, <laughs> those are those are good tests. They just aren't. They're testing something different. Those those rapid antigen tests yeah. is what they're called. They're testing for um, viral antigen, which is which are the big chunks of the particles of the virus that allow it to attach to your cells so that's why they test for that because the presence of that is much a much more reliable indicator that you are currently that you currently have an infection going on and are probably contagious and that's why you're digging around in your nose hose because you got that's where that stuff resides right you got a whole bunch of hooey in there uh otherwise you you'd just i don't know what you'd do hold it in your urine stream or something if you're looking for something deeper you know (laughs) right (laughs) Right. That's, uh, that's what you do. Well, excellent. <laughs> Bobby, uh, we're glad to have you here. I assume you brought a little satchel full of science knowledge. What'd you, what'd you bring today? What's going on? Well, last time we talked, I said that I was going to talk about meteor impacts. Oh, yeah, right. Oh, right, yeah. Because we avoided yeah. one. It, it went past us. Uh, uh, yeah. Bruce Willis did his job. We'll never see him again, but it worked. And um, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. we're good. But and, So uh, tell us more. And uh, and his his son and her, his girlfriend are sad about it. Yeah. They are, but you know what? They'll make it through because they know how to have a good time with an animal cracker. 
I'm telling you, yeah. they'll be fine. <laughs> they'll be fine. Yes, they'll be anyway. just fine. Yeah. <laughs> Deep cuts. Um, yeah, so I thought I'd talk about a uh, meteor impact, and you were wondering what happens at different sizes of meteor impacts, and would we feel it all over the world? What would happen? And so I, I tried to gather as much information as I could. Do you know the? And, do you have uh, the game Inter? Not Interstellar. Uh, st- st- uh, stellar something. Anyway, it's basically. Um, they have it for VR as well, but it's a it's a PC game. It's not even a game. It's a demo where you are presented with our galaxy, and okay. and it runs. It's all based on actual space physics as we know them, and so everything's doing what it does. The sun is where it is. the The Earth is behaving the way it does. Objects around us, like the moon and other planets, they're all doing what they do. And all you have to do is go into this game and take your mouse and say, "All right, well, what if I nudge the the moon just." you know, a stellar inch closer to where the earth is. And now let's see what happens. And yeah. it creates just absolute chaos. Or if you do it with like, yeah, I, th- really? I, I think you can like, bit. can't you, I've never used it myself, but can't you like in specify objects of particular mass and size and yes. everything to smash into the earth and a hundred percent, which is what, I, which yeah. is kind of where I was getting at. Cause it, at one point I did that. I, I created a giant meteor and I made it out of, I think iron or something. Uh, you you can kind of choose how much weight, mass, you know, all that stuff, velocity, uh, mm-hmm. direction, if it's already in orbit of something else, like all that kind of stuff. And every time I did that, it would impact the Earth, and the Earth would just have this massive um, knock-on effect all the way around it, and basically make the entire thing an extinction-level event. It, and it tracks like population, so it would tell you, yeah, oh, you're down to. F- Two million people survived total, or something, out of the nine billion that were here, or whatever. To eight billion. That's that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, I've I've never played with it myself. You'll have to. Uh, what was it called again? I should. I'm going to look that up while you tell me how yeah. this would actually behave because I I think yeah, you'd like cause, it because I would cool. like to play with that and see what it is and how it how it um compares to the numbers I'm about to give you, which I did a little research on. Um, so first of all, what you should know about meteor impacts is that uh, not to frighten you, but they happen all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, we're actually there. I looked up some numbers. There are this actually, this blew my mind. 17,000 meteorites per year. Jeez. Oh, wow. <laughs> Which, uh, if you do the math, that's 46.6 meteorites per day. And our meteorites are the ones that, um, get into our atmosphere, but don't necessarily hit the ground. Like they could burn into, like they could be pea sized. Meteorites do hit the ground. They do hit the ground. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Wow. So there's there's meteoroids, meteors, and meteorites. Meteoroids gotcha. are are like potential <laughs> meteors. And you can get okay. a treatment for that. Are, there's some treatments for meteoroids. You don't have to. <laughs> I hear, I hear yeah, if you give topical. them a pineapple berry, they'll evolve into a. Uh... <laughs> yeah, this is the evolution. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a the a meteor is just um, anything that that enters the Earth's atmosphere, and if it survives far enough to get down through the atmosphere, it's a meteorite. Um, but uh, most most of these are obviously really tiny, pebble-sized meteorites, and so nobody knows anything about it. And um, they actually calculated the odds of any single person. This is interesting. The odds of any single person, so like Brian, the odds of you... Mm-hmm. Well, not you, actually, because this is any single person born in 2005. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not single anymore. <laughs> Oh, that's true. You're also um, uh, not anymore. Just, I did it's not do enough people. research. Watch out, single people. <laughs> yeah, all the single people. Yeah. Um, 
the uh, <laughs> the odds of any single person born in 2005 dying of an impact of a meteorite is one in 200,000. Oh, wow. So it seems high to me, though. Doesn't Actually, it does seem it does. high. Like, it seems way more common than I'd like. I know 200,000 yeah. is a lot, but still, like, yeah. if 17,000 of these are falling down, uh, uh, is it just in your lifetime a one in two hundred or one in two hundred thousand? Yeah, over the every course year? of your entire okay. life. So okay, all right. <laughs> the odds that you will die of a meteor impact. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, wow. So, so anyway, let's say a meteor is coming in to the Earth. What's going to happen? First of all, meteors travel at about they impact the Earth at about thirty to forty thousand miles per hour. That's seventeen kilometers per second. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so pretty fast. Uh, the last t- the last major meteor impact that really impacted because what do you care about? You care about life on Earth. How's it going to impact mm-hmm. our life? Um, that was the famous Chicxulub meteor impact 66 million years ago. That's not a real name, Chicxulub. Come on now, yeah. <laughs> is that it's real? It's actually a place you're in just, Mexico. You're just lobbing <laughs> easy shots over the net to Scott. Yeah, because like you know what this sounds. That sounds like a Star Wars character, Chicxulub. Chicxulub. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, continue. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so it it was a it was an asteroid that was 10 kilometers wide. That's six miles wide. And it created an 180 kilometer. It created a 110 mile wide uh, meteor that was 12 miles deep, and um, it was a 100,000 gigaton impact. Jeez. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and uh, it seems it high. Tw- it is very high. I mean, it launched 25 trillion metric tons of material into the atmosphere, it blanketed the Earth, and it was responsible for the mass extinction that killed off the dinosaurs. 75% of life on Earth went extinct from this. Um, there were wildfires that covered 70% of the forests on Earth. <laughs> oh, my god! Because of this. Yeah. Wow. Um, there is th- So it happened in Mexico, right? Uh, right off the coast of, of Mexico. Uh, and um, and it, there's evidence that... Th- evidence of instantaneous die-off as far as New Jersey... Um, so that was pretty far away that things were instantaneously. That's a weird thing to measure, isn't it? (laughs) Like of all the places that it reached, New Jersey was the place. New Jersey. That's weird. (laughs) Maybe maybe they were just, I don't know. Maybe it's, it was where they were hoping at least something hit New Jersey. I don't know. So that's, so that's (laughs) actually, that actually sounds a little less hardcore than I expected. Maybe the thing I made in, oh, it's by the way, universal, universe sandbox is the name of the game. Okay. And oh, it's okay. been out since 2015 in early access, and it still is. They're still updating it all the time. I don't know when it hits 1.0, but it's overwhelmingly positive reviews for all these years now. It's very, very cool. But finding out it's still in early access is a very odd thing to find out. Anyway, I put a link in the chat if anybody wants to check that out. It's very, very cool. And it's only, well, right now it's 30 bucks. You can find it on sale quite a bit, but it's rad. I've created some seriously nightmare scenarios for our universe. It's been great. <laughs> yeah. Well, so you said it it seemed smaller than you thought, but it, it it was it's a pretty big deal. Like it was it created mega tsunamis that were 330 feet tall. Um uh, they they think that the immediate waves that were created were a mile tall. Uh and uh see it rippled the sea floor as far away wow. as Louisiana and Texas. Damn. Um, yeah. So pretty, pretty big deal. But let's let's go a, a couple step by step smaller asteroids. Let's to to see what kind of things would happen. So if there's a if you have an asteroid or a meteor 
meteorite that hits the earth that's smaller than one meter, mm-hmm. let's say, then those aren't going to make it to earth. Those those are what we call meteoroids. So it wouldn't actually be a meteorite. It, those if it's one meter by the time it hits the Earth's atmosphere, it usually will get burned up in the atmosphere. Okay. Um, so anything bigger, you, it needs to be a little bit bigger than that in order to make it all the way. Uh, so that Armageddon let's, let's, thing where it's just raining rocks, that's a pretty that'd be pretty rare, right? You're not going to. Well, see those were probably pretty big when you destroy a very large mm-hmm. asteroid. Pr- probably pretty big sized chunks are going to come down, and that's part of why people, why scientists and you know NASA and other organizations study how are we going to deal with this because they don't want to do something that's going to send a bunch of large things to earth that uh that would make it into the atmosphere right right um but uh what about a house-sized asteroid that's about like 10 meters wide like a like a regular old like a like like just a standard fam little family three three bedroom two bathroom kind (laughs) of right 2.3 baths okay Um, (laughs) right let's say it's going at the same speed that we would expect 30 to forty thousand miles per hour the energy that it would have is the energy of the bomb that was dropped on Hiroshima. Jeez. Um, 20 kilotons from a house-sized asteroid. It would probably explode in the air. It would never actually make it to Earth. Um, But that's a big deal. Like, you still call those meteorites, um, I believe, because it's they call them air bursts. It's just the energy gets so high, and it gets so hot, that it just can't hold itself together, and it explodes. Okay. and it would flatten reinforced concrete buildings in a one and a half mile radius. Even if it exploded, so, so it's so sub atmosphere. It's in our atmosphere, but not yep. too low. Like, are we talking hundreds of feet up there? Like, what are we talking about? A uh, hundred thousand feet. Hundred thousand feet. Okay. Yeah. So that huh. much of that an explosion there, directly below that, let's say it's New York City, you are wiping out the city. That's from from my research. That's what it's talking about. Yeah. It would. Uh, it would. It would. It would destroy. It would do significant damage to a major to a to a major city. Yeah, um, that type of this is interesting. That type of house sized asteroid striking the Earth has a probability of happening once every ten years only. Mm. Um, and so it does happen. And you might be wondering, why don't we hear every ten years about this happening? That's because. Most of the Earth is covered in water and not populated. Um, mm. And so it does happen, and we just don't know about it. Uh, there were, we actually did see, there was one uh, not too long ago in 2018. You remember the thing that exploded over, went over Russia? Oh, yeah. It was oh, big, yeah. Big old Everybody light. had it on their dash cams. Yeah, oh, that was something like this. picture of it on my dash cam. <laughs> <laughs> right. that, was, that was something of a similar size to this. Interesting. Uh, wow. Okay. And where did yeah. that end up landing? Was it? It uh, didn't land anywhere. It exploded in the in the atmosphere. Okay. So it, yeah. so it did the thing you're saying, but did it hurt anybody? Yeah. Did anybody get wrecked? It, uh, I, it did hurt people. I don't know if anybody. I don't know if there were any fatalities. I don't remember, or and I didn't look into that. But I know that uh, there was a lot of building damage. That's from the videos we saw. There were like windows shattering. And oh, stuff like right. That. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. That was a unique one because it was caught by so many cameras, right? I mean, so, it was yeah. like noonday sun directly in your face for a second. Right, exactly. Yeah. Like, you know. Yeah. Wow. That's so, crazy. Uh, wow. And, and also there was another recorded one in 1988. Um, also in Russia? That happened. 
Uh, I don't know about in Russia, but that was just another recorded one. So certainly they're happening, and they're happening in places where they're not recorded. And that's why we don't hear all that. I could see the Russia, I could see actually that part of the world having not more of these, but because it's a big, expansive space, that part of Asia. Yeah. Uh, maybe you have a higher chance, but you know, as, as minuscule as it may be of actually getting in one of these maybe, grand. I don't maybe know. that's it's, I mean, Russia's really big, but it's not, a, it's not super populated. Um, that's true. Yeah. Like all that area is not really populated. That's true. A lot of that is just cold and terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was another, have you heard of the Tunguska meteor? Uh, no, that also sounds like a fake Star Wars name, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like there was a... The Tunguska, like they'll get you. Uh, you cut an open and get episode warm. about the Tunguska. <laughs> about the Tunguska, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. But uh, in 1908, over Tunguska, Russia, there was, again, Russia <laughs> yeah. in Siberia. So maybe there's something to what you're saying. Yeah, maybe. Um, there was a 37-meter-wide asteroid that blew up over the Siberian forest. Uh, it mowed down trees, completely flattened trees for many, many miles around it. This is the interesting thing. There were reports of people 20 miles away being thrown into the air. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and 40 miles away, there was at least one man who claims that he was thrown from his chair. Um, and this is 40 miles away from a 37-meter-wide asteroid exploding. Um. <laughs> I was thrown from chair, I swear. This happened to me. <laughs> so hold on a second. Like, um, <laughs> it's a terrible... Hey, hey, I got here's a joke for you. If if 400 if 400 uh, acres of forestry falls over, does it make a sound? Uh, anyway, <laughs> um it did make a sound. That's how this man knew to report it. From oh, good. 40 miles away. Oh, good, good. Good uh, for him. So, so very interesting. At least 40 miles away uh, whether whether he's exaggerating being thrown from his chair or not, he he must have at least known about it, right, to, to say something about it. So where do people find the fragments they find? Is it from the aftermath of one of these sorts of deals and something just makes it through and tumbles and lands in a field somewhere? Sure, sure. From these kinds of things, you will find fragments. But you find fragments all the time. Lots of small things make it to the Earth all the time. And they're everywhere, really. There are people who go out and search for them. If you look up on YouTube, I, I'm not going to give you the details about how to do it because I don't know them off the top of my head. But there's, like, magnets you can use and go out into uh, into the street <laughs> and just drag huge neodymium magnets and you there's a there's a decent chance that you will find meteorite dust or fragments just outside in your in your neighborhood mm-hmm. uh, because it's happening all the time very tiny particles all the time oh yeah so i found one the guy's got a little he found a little hunk near where he lives this kind of makes me want to do this. How do you get a hold of a giant brick-sized nightmare mag- magnet thing like that? You can order them online, neodymium magnets. They're um they're not they're not cheap. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I get the little tiny circular ones to put in my 3D stuff, but the I yeah. can't imagine getting a brick one. How yeah, because those tiny ones those are pretty strong. They don't stick to like the, the other packages that have metal in them. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so this is I guess not not necessarily related to meteors, but that's interesting because my uh, father-in-law has a really strong magnet. He was asking me about it because he works on um, kitchen equi- industrial cr- kitchen equipment for his his job, and they yeah. use magnets in these like. Uh, in these slicers and everything, really strong neodymium magnets. And he had an extra one. He had an idea for it. And I told him, all you have, they're very strong, but the range of the magnet is not huge. So if you just have something around it, like foam a couple inches around it, 
then it's fine. Like you're not going to Interesting. Gonna, okay. Yeah. Okay. Cuz the range it the drop off is very quick on on it. But if you get close to it, it's going to Is it are they expensive cuz they're rare? That way. Um no, I don't I don't know about them being rare. Uh hmm. but uh, but they're just Probably just because they there's not a high demand, so they need to have the price. Up. Oh. I'm sure it's just economics. That's a good point. Um, I kind of just so rare earth magnets aren't the same as that though. That's a different thing. I think I don't want to say for sure, but I think neodymium magnets are a type of rare earth magnet. I okay. think. Okay. Um, I love magnets. Real quick before we before we finish up, there's if it's yeah. a 20 story building, mm. that's how big it is, like 60 meters wide. Yeah. 200 feet. Um, then it would have the energy of the largest nuclear bomb in modern days, 25 to 50 megatons. Jeez. Uh, it, would, it would flatten reinforced concrete buildings or in a five-mile radius, mm-hmm. um, and it would destroy most major cities in the U.S. Yeah. This happens once, uh, likely to happen once every thousand years. Wow. Um, I, that, I don't like... Those seem like too good of odds. <laughs> I don't like that. So yeah. again, it's never been recorded that the, that one that size has happened, even though it's once every thousand years. But that's because there, most of the Earth does not have people on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, so so yeah, it might hit the Earth, but the likelihood that it's going to be near someone who sees it is very low. Actually, uh, the ones you have to really worry about are those big ones that dis- that killed all the dinosaurs. So how big would it have to be to destroy everything on Earth? Yeah. Um, Extinction uh, level event. Tell me what we're looking at here. Right. So we're looking at one that's like seven to eight miles wide. Yeah. Uh, six mi- The uh, For reference, again, the, the Chicxulub impact, that was an asteroid that was six miles wide, and it killed 75% of all life on Earth. Um, you're, you probably need it to be about seven to eight miles wide to kill everything on earth or at least most everything. Scientists think that at least a tiny bit of life would probably survive. Um, but it would create a dust plume that would envelop the entire planet. Billions of people would die. Um, if you want to guarantee that every living thing on earth will die, (laughs) it needs to be 60 miles wide. Oh, that's a guarantee. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Jeez. All right. Um, yep. By the way, Rainbow Bright in the chat room wanted me to ask you: Have you seen Greenland, Bobby? Oh, the movie. Have I seen Green? Oh, <laughs> the movie. Yeah, the. Uh... No, I have not. No. It's uh, <laughs> it's stupid. It's stupid. <laughs> Gerard Butler and. Yeah. Yeah, but it talks about uh, an event like this. You know what? I liked yeah. it better than Geostorm, which is the other Gerard Butler. <laughs> yes. Thing. Right. I'll give him that. I had a little bit better time with uh, a lot Greenland. more. Yeah, a lot more fun with uh, Greenland. Yeah. They also had better acting overall. I thought everybody yeah. was just like better yeah. in it. So didn't they have uh, Marina Bakarin or am I, am I? No, that's her. Yep. That's his wife. Yeah. Yep. Totally. And then, uh, uh, somebody else was great in that who didn't live long old guy. I can't think of who I'm thinking of. Yes. He was, uh, right. He, he was in the, like he kidnapped her in the car. Yes. And the kids. And it was, what's his name? Oh, shoot. It's good though. (laughs) It is good. You know what? (laughs) You know what? I'm going to go ahead and retract what I said. Greenland's all right. It's all right. It's not yeah. the best movie you're going to see. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying of these end times movies, it's all right. Yeah. Yeah, it's all right. Gets the job done. Uh, Bobby, this is fascinating stuff. I am very glad that you brought it to us because I like science and I like magnets. Uh, two of my favorite things in the world, science and magnets. And hey, <laughs> there's a science to magnets, as we learned, uh, when you're yeah. trying to find meteor bits out in your backyard. So good luck, everybody, with that. Uh, is there anything you'd like to tell us about your show? Anything coming up that's cool before we let you go? Well, yep. So the podcast that I'm on is called All Around Science. Me and Mora talk about science every week. We just talked about, uh, 
what are the parasites that uh, are responsible for real life zombie infection. Damn. Um, so they're called cordyceps, wow. and uh, it's pretty fascinating and kind of terrifying to think about what 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 insects who get zombified must must be going through when it happens. Um, but uh, we ju- we just did talked about that on the episode we released yesterday, as lo- as well as robots taking over universities. Um, they're they're starting to release them. It's happening. Good lord. <laughs> it's happening it's, it's happening all, it's all apocalyptic but, uh, over on all around science this week yes exactly exactly so check that out all around science and uh the, thanks for accommodating my early i've got to go run run off now and and teach my first grade daughter's class about science actually oh, yeah very cool about That's surf awesome. about surface tension right or something surface tension yeah we're doing you know the old experiment where you take you try to fill a, a penny with water droplets and see how many you can get and it like that's right yeah we're mm-hmm. doing that and we're going to talk about surface tension and do some math are you can do the thing where they all get to walk up and do a drop and the next kid gets to do a drop and they're all just like everybody's getting their own penny oh. their own, yeah. penny, their own eyedropper all... and their own water well look at you big spender over Elon sure, Musk in that place tell those, tell those kids not to put the pennies in their mouth it's yeah. gross no it's they, no expense they taste Billy, like, don't eat the penny yeah they don't taste like copper because they're made of copper okay they taste like copper because they thin <laughs> in somebody's g-string all right see you later Bobby have a good one all right. There goes Bobby. <clears throat> and as you know, Bill Duran also comes on uh, yeah. this show here and uh, talks to us about uh, the world of making stuff, which I'm really looking forward to. And uh, big thanks to him for accommodating today as well. Your bat cave's open there, Bill. Bill Duran joining us all the way from the Pacific Northwest and the home of PunishProps.com. Bill, welcome back to the show. Hello. Hey, man. Hello. Hope you had a, a good couple of weeks since we've seen you last. I did. I didn't have COVID. Oh, good. So. I'm glad. Are you still uh, dodged it all this time? Still? No, uh, we we got it in September, but I seem to have bounced back 100%. So good. Good job. Happy for that. I'm hoping for the same for you. Oh, that's right. Him. You came back from Dragon Con with it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yep, I can, yep. and now I remember that. I'm glad yours wasn't freaking heinous. I'm glad it was mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, everybody I, I know had something slightly different. I got a guy across the street that says that he hasn't had a solid poo since he had COVID. Oh, no. <laughs> and that was a year ago. Gosh. So, yeah. Oh, wow. no. Yeah. Wow. And I don't know what that means or is. It's probably some other unrelated th- or exacerbated thing. I don't know, but I keep telling yeah. him, Bob, you need to, his name is Bob. You need to go. Get that looked at. I don't need mm-hmm. no doctor poking around. What's he been eating since COVID? Maybe there's something <laughs> there that he's not telling us. Yeah, I'm like, I don't think I'm equipped to diagnose you, Bob. You're going to have to go in there on your own. I've just been eating nothing but <laughs> spicy wings. That's right. <laughs> spicy wings. That's normal after COVID, isn't it? Anyway. Right. Uh, hey, uh, Bill, it's good to have you back. Let's talk about what you're working on this week. Yeah, I wanted to talk a little bit about AI-generated art. Ooh, great. That's yeah. an area of it's discussion. It's a hot topic right now. Yeah. It is. I haven't done any dabbling myself, but I've been paying attention a lot. And, and I follow a lot of creative people who have been tinkering a bit with it. Now, of course, some people are very excited by the possibilities, and other people are worried that AI-generated art may, may make it harder for human artists to earn a living. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I think that's one of the reasons why it's being discussed so much there's yeah. some concern yeah I mean, a lot of uh, I, I can do, tell you i can tell you from certain artist circles that i hang out in the big concern isn't that the robots are better or will be better it's that people's standards will low will go lower and accept yeah. it because it's cheaper 
In other yeah, words, right. like oh, I can for free. I can generate this illustration that I kind of want for my website instead of paying an illustrator to do mm-hmm. it, and it's kind of good. So I guess yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, that's right. exactly it right there. And I think that's yeah. what where people have some concerns, and it's just like a overall lowering of the standards. Sure, yeah. As a cause, and that's, of that. it's a valid concern. I'll, I'll get to that in a minute, but I have a few other things I want to I want to outline too. I think people don't quite understand how much of an impact AI has had on art already and how much it's used to enhance art uh, already. So, for example, if you have an iPhone, if you take a photo with that iPhone and take a photo, then immediately go to the camera roll and look at the photo and it will it'll change. The photo will sharpen a tiny bit Mm -hmm. uh, and you can actually see it happening on your phone. It's processing your photo with artificial intelligence. Right. It's making it look a little better compared to whatever Apple thinks is a, makes a better photo. The way the way I understand it is that it's taking nine shots or some number of shots really quickly, like bam, 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 right. and then AI is choosing which one looks the clearest and the best. Right. right. It does. It does additional processing on top of that. It does that though. too. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, And then also things like websites, apps, cameras. Uh, So if you post a photo on Facebook, let's say there's a button you can push that's basically like, make this look better. Um, uh, Photo apps on your phone and websites, they all have some version of this where it's basically taking a photo you already took and it's processing it to make it look better. Um, I also use apps like um, Lightroom and other photo processing apps that do things like masking or effects or restoration effects using AI. Mm. Uh, and Adobe's content aware fill is another really good example of how this has been used for a long time to enhance or um, uh, add to a creative project. So I think it's important to point out that AI generated art is new, but AI has been doing its thing in art for a long time. Yeah, and it's a part of what they what you're seeing now is the result of that machine learning because every Mm -hmm. time so you just mentioned you know the phone kind of picks the best shot and picks the best settings and whatever um it it you're part of that neural learning process so Mm -hmm. that very photo is part of its system of saying hey we did another one and also we learned a little something because brian had a weird glint in his eye in this photo or whatever Mm -hmm. and then that machine learning is taken forward to the next one the next one this stuff's like it's cumulative over time which is why a lot of the art generation stuff you see kind of has a samey look to it right it's all like kind of the same it's because these things are amalgaming amalgamating from all the same sources and all the same existing art and then they're pooping it out in a very similar way yeah. Um, anyway. Plus, you'll you'll notice that none of them have traffic lights and uh, crosswalks in them because robots <laughs> can't identify those things. No. Or buses. Or buses. Or, or tractors. Buses. Tractors are pretty good. I love yeah. how it tries to generate text. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, think it, I think it's cool. I think it looks like yeah. an alien language. It usually. does, yeah. I did that right. avatar avatarme.ai or avatarai.me. Yeah. I can't remember which it is. And a few of them are... Um, Grand Theft Auto inspired and oh, it tries yeah. to do a weird Grand Theft Auto logo that looks like some sort of alien like it looks like Arabish or uh, Arabash <laughs> whatever the the Star Wars font the text oh, is font, is it yeah. Arabash yeah yeah and it does it all effed it's effed it doesn't it's yeah. all effed it's weird but yeah. it's kind of cool and they also can't do hands it's yeah. the yeah, weirdest yeah. thing like they cannot figure out <laughs> yeah by the way if you thought humans were already struggled with hands because we do drawing hands is hard 
Computers right. also yeah. have a really hard time drawing hands. Uh, thanks, so. Icor. Arabesh. Okay. Arabesh? Is that it? Yeah. Okay. So I think it's actually kind of cool. We're, we're going through this era where AI generated art uh, is struggling with a few things and it, it will get better. But right now, it's like you're describing something to an alien who barely speaks the language and has never been to Earth. Yeah. You know, who's never seen a human being or, <laughs> yeah, or hands right. before. And you have right. to kind of explain it to him. And he's like, okay, I'll draw it. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of a neat time to be seeing this stuff happen. Right. Um, now, all the time, whenever I see something that's controversial, I try and find a historical context. And I like to compare what's happening right now to what happened with painters and photographers in the late 1800s. Yeah. So painters were worried that this newfangled tech photography would replace them because the camera could do what they do, which is replicate reality, right? Mm. In a much quicker time, like staggeringly quicker. So the way artists responded is they invented French Impressionism. Uh, those painters instead went on to make paintings that you couldn't create with a with a camera. Mm-hmm. And it led to an era of unprecedented creativity. Uh, and I can see something similar happening now with AI art. People going, oh, it's cool that you can just type text and make an image. But as a human being, what can I do that the machine can't do? What can I bring to the project that a machine can't do and people value that stuff and i think they will always value that i I agree and especially in that context the the bigger Mm -hmm. the bigger fear that people have is that there's a lot of in between middle work that's being done right Mm -hmm. now by artists so you know if you're going to have an illustration for your article on newsweek.com they're going to contract you you're going to do this image they're going to approve it they're going to pay you and that's how your contract life works if suddenly a computer can do all the middle work and not just yep. the inspiring fringy stuff like French impressionism, but everything in, in the middle, this like workaday stuff that does kind of go away sure, in, in, yeah. in theory. Like one of the, one of the best examples I heard was, and this is already happening um, and happening in such a way that you wouldn't even know it's happening. But if you are a company, a small company making a computer based RPG, you want to make a, a top down kind of Baldur's Gate store, sort of game. Back in the day, you would have to contract or license 50, 60 art portraits for character portraits. Um, and if you were working with Wizards of the Coast, maybe you already had all those because you've already paid all the, for all that art. But but if you're starting young and you're, and you're just a new company, you have to pay to make all of these individual things. Here's a barbarian. Here's that same barbarian with a patch on his eye. Here's a lady. Here's an elf. Here's a whatever. And so that's just the way that was. It was an expensive proposition for the developers. Now there are tools for them to literally have that done in about five minutes and fill a hundred slots of very diverse, interesting, stylized, painterly looking character uh, portraits in like a snap. Why, why wouldn't you do that? It's yeah. uh, of course you would. I would, if I were them a hundred percent, I would do that. And so now there's this middle ground where these artists don't have that opportunity it's that stuff I worry about more than the, mm-hmm. you know, more than like, hey, will artists go away? Absolutely not. A hundred percent not. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, will they have a bit of a resurgence because of their their style is more valued or what? Probably again on those fringes. But what about that everyday stuff? I don't know about that yet. It's hard to say. Yeah, yeah. I um the uh, example I was thinking of too. So, um, uh, my recommended video today is going to be a video from our friend Jazza where he hired people on Fiverr to make art for him. And then he basically compared them and what he paid to what an AI could do. Yeah. So if you're, if you're 
making art every day, doing small projects for people like on Fiverr, then yeah, AI art is going to be a struggle um, for you to compete against. Mm-hmm. Um, I have some really fun uh, speculation. I'd like to just throw some predictions out into the world about AI art. Go for it. So I could actually see this leading to a resurgence in hand-drawn art, Mm. right? Pen and paper, there's no computer involved. I think there are going to be people that will always value that tactile thing. And I could see this actually leading to a resurgence. It's kind of like a backlash of of this leading to more. Sure. I could see that. There there are people that are... I'm not like emotional about ai art but there are a lot of people that are are that, that feel affronted by this thing and want to lean really hard in the other direction there's a whole other issue at stake which is not necessarily related to what you're talking about but there is this thing of the machines are uh, in, in, in terms of outputting like painterly or stylistic art the machine learning is happening on top of art actual artists and so a lot of these generators are like would you like to see this in the style of alex ross would you like to see this in the style of so and so or whatever and so they're learning they're they're learning based on in some cases 50 60 year careers of these artists and they're getting nothing for this. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So yeah. in in essence we're creating a supercomputer that can copy these people but without the ethics block that normal people would be stopped for copying mm-hmm. people. So there's that issue. I think it's probably not that's not like gigantic or omnipresent or anything because as much as I'm as much as I can understand why people are freaked out about this digging into their creative space um, and resenting it, I do understand those feelings. I think in the end, it, it's going to be more practical usage usage that you don't normally get with an artist. Mm-hmm. And and that means some of the stuff I talked about earlier, but also, you know, uh, what's it like? It's like Tom always brings this up. It's like Lotus one, two, three, when it happened, every accountant on the planet thought their job was going to go away. And instead mm-hmm. it created a ton of new ones. And I don't know if this is, you know, this isn't a one-to-one comparison to that, but almost always, this is how things go. It'll evolve and we'll move right. on to something else. Uh, when it was paper to digital, whether it was typesetting to, to desktop publishing, whatever these transitions are, we usually weather it. Um, right. But this is one of those cases where I, I get, you know, people who spend 90 hours on a piece mm-hmm. and a computer can study their work and now poop something out similar in five and a half minutes. That's really disconcerting to them. Yeah, that is definitely concerning. Yeah. Uh, a couple more things real quick, though. I do think there are a ton of upsides to AI generated art, and I think it'll be used effectively, especially as a tool early in the development of creative projects for s- especially small teams. Or, or even teams of one, like uh, people, someone, a developer is making a video game all on their own. Like you were saying, they can just grab a bunch of art, even if it's just a placeholder. It'll let them move forward with the project. Right. Uh, and then finally, um, when it comes to the idea of a a craft, let's say, being put out to pasture by a technology, I think it's important to point out that there are still people today who make a living with things like printing presses and making stained glass or blacksmithing mm-hmm. or tin type photography. Sure. They're still they are niche, right? They, these are small cottage industries, but people still make a living doing that no matter how archaic their craft is. Mm-hmm. So, if you're creative, you will always be able to find a way to make a living with your art. Um, but this AI art might force you to be a lot more creative. I have a couple of art- artist friends who like it because they can do, basically it's used as a sketch tool. So mm-hmm. you sit down and you type in a string like uh, Cliff's, 
cliffs and 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 um, oceanside, whatever you know, whatever your your scene is, you're you're coming yeah. up with. It's like a hyper advanced Google image search. Kind of, yeah. Find literally anything, and yeah. then that'll pop up, and they're like, "Oh, yeah, this is exactly what I'm looking for. I'm going to make some tweaks here, but this is going to be the basis for what I do." And then they then the, then it's all manual process from there. They're just doing it like any other reference image. Um, I think a lot of that will happen, you know, mm-hmm. and that's and and nothing wrong with that. I have one at least one drawing in my stuff from the last few months that was inspired by one of these quick you know dally searches or something and i went oh i kind of like how that dude looks i'm going to make a bigger version of that so i think that can happen i'm cautiously optimistic we're going to hear from people who are like this is the worst thing ever to happen to art and we're going to hear from people that are like yeah man computers solve all our problems but i think there's probably like most things some stuff in the middle you know Mm -hmm. and we'll come together as men and we'll figure it out okay that's what we're going to do We'll do it. Um, that's awesome, dude. Uh, and I also like your. I don't want to just let this flop past. <laughs> I like your. I, I like your um, desire when you hear about a controversial technology or a controversial change to the way something works or whatever, is to look for historical precedents. Yeah, yeah. I love doing that. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, it's great. And it's I a- know my stuff too. I took U.S. history three times. Damn, dude! <laughs> <laughs> Look at you. <coughs> That's awesome. No, there's. A, I follow some dude on Twitter who I absolutely love. This guy, and I can never remember his name, so I can never recommend it when it's when I'm on the air. But all he does is this. So if something's controversial at the moment, let's say somebody thinks uh, COVID nineteen shots are the reason why people died or something dumb, he'll just find old news clippings and he'll work backwards here's mm-hmm. a from the outbreak in the of sars in the early 2000s and what everybody was saying then and you'd be surprised how much we freaking repeat ourselves yeah and then geez. again it happened here and then he's you know he's all the way back into the 1800s as like far back as he can go and he's still finding this stuff um yep. so it's usually things like you know kids kids in video games so then he'll go find stuff like Okay, well, kids in comics, kids in TV, kids in movies, mm-hmm. kids in, yep, yep. you know, going all the way back to kids in their damn cave drawings, basically. Um, yep. And I love that. I read that, an article, so. uh, uh, someone was pointing out all these news clippings over the last hundred years of people saying how Seattle isn't cool anymore. Mm. People have been saying that for a hundred years. <laughs> it's part of what makes it cool, you know? Is the, it, know. it continues to be cool because people badmouth it, so then it's cool again. I mm-hmm. like it. I like it. And we think you're cool, Bill. Tell us more oh, thank uh, you. about this week's uh, bonus link. You probably got something there. Yeah. Uh, like I said, a link to our friend Jazza, uh, illustrator out of Australia. He um, did a video where he, like I said, hired people on Fiverr to make stuff. And then he tried to get the same thing uh, out of his AI art. And I think it's very interesting the results he got. <laughs> interesting. <laughs> awesome. And we followed this dude before. You, you bring him up a lot. This guy's. Oh great. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Jazz cool. is very much on top of what's going on in art and illustration. I think you. Uh, it's good to be. It's good to know this mm-hmm. stuff if you're in that world, and not just hide in the corner with your sketchbook and hope it all mm-hmm. goes away because it probably isn't gonna. Uh, awesome, well, great stuff as always. Punishprops.com is the place to go. Check out Bill's stuff and his YouTube channel, of course. Don't skip on that. Bill Duran, have a fantastic week, and thanks for uh, adjusting your schedule today. We appreciate it. Not a problem. See you guys. See you, man. Thanks. See you, Bill. Bye, Bill. Bye. Bye, Bill. Bye, bye, Bill. All right, we got a quick email, and we're out of here after this. Actually, I think this might be a text. doesn't matter. Here it is. Hey, skin and bald. (laughs) 
That's okay. Uh, I guess I, I have skin. I guess I don't know. Yeah. Although you I know, mean, some, I do too, though. I didn't bring this up on the show before, but this has happened now. In 2008, it happened when I had that horrible flu uh, that lasted like 12 days, fever, all that. Oh. It happened um, one other time when I was younger, and then this last week with COVID. This stuff affects my hair, so like oh, really? my hair's <laughs> a little thinner everywhere, and my beard kind of stopped growing. It's just oh, stuck where it was, and it feels a little weird. So weird. I think there's Kim's like it's probably because you got you know you got proteins and stuff in your hair, and if you if your body it's like when people get severely sick and they come out of it with alopecia that happens. Mm-hmm. It's gotcha, like that. Right. Like your body is your body is fighting this thing, and it's using the the resources that normally would go towards producing follicles. Yeah. And- Something like Keratin that. And, and I think like that's that. what's I happening. So I got to, I don't know what I'm supposed to do to reverse it, but I don't like it. It feels, everything feels weird. My hair feels weird. It'll go back to normal, I'm sure. Yeah, I hope so. When it's ready. It's, it's hardly the worst side effect. No, <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take this yeah. over like heart valve uh, damage. Right, exactly. Yeah. Uh, anyway, hey, skin and bald. Um, I hope you and Kim are getting better. I feel for you. Thanks. Uh, my wife and I had COVID, or were COVID free until about six weeks ago uh, when I started getting a headache on a Sunday night and we both tested positive on the following Tuesday. It was rough and I uh, had like sinus pressure in my head that my left jaw, or sorry, my left jaw for weeks until it finally so subsided. Yeah, it, pressure it, in it, his head and his left jaw for weeks until well, it finally subsided. That read weird to me, but you're absolutely right. Uh, we're okay now and I hope you will be soon. Thanks your friend Tony in Buffalo. Well, thank you, Tony. It's very nice. Ooh, for weeks after, yeah. after having COVID. Oh, God. But I keep hearing about, I mean, I feel like I'm well, whatever. I don't want to knock on here. There's some wood. Yeah. Um, the taste and smell thing's supposed to. Well, a lot of people it lasts a long time. I'm yeah. already smelling way better and tasting way better. So. Oh, good, good. That uh, Dr. Pepper Zero you were just drinking is yeah, uh, does not, not taste lotion. like hand lotion. No, it's not like lotion anymore. Okay, good. Mm, let me see. I mean, hints of lotion, I guess. Okay. Yeah, but better than even like better than yesterday when you were saying it tastes like lotion. Yeah. And also next time hints of lotion goes to Anaheim, you should go for that concert as well. Hints of lotion. Awesome. <laughs> love love hints of lotion. Oh, Hopefully they're, they're the headliner and not the opening act. Yeah. Well, you get an hour and a half either way. Watch for the yeah. dancing people in front of you. Uh let's move on to this. Oh, shows today. Today uh, we got the uh, the play retro at three thirty mountain time. Yeah. After <coughs> being put off a week, it is back. And we're doing all things Baldur's Gate uh, 1 and 2 in particular as they are the most retro of the group. But uh, we'll talk a little bit about the upcoming three and what I think of that. Anyway, that'll be today at 3.30 Mountain Time right here at frogpants.tv. Check out me and Brian Dunaway on a new episode of Play Retro. Uh, Brian, you got any shows going on or anything today we should mention? Uh, Today, I think I'm going to... I might actually do a um, a Marvel Snap live stream for a little bit. Uh, you should do it right after. Things go. You should do it right after the show because I have a meeting and I can't do anything on on the post show. So you should do it right then, and we'll just rage. Oh, possibly. You. Oh, unless you have stuff, I don't want to assume. But because um, then I we could rage. Yeah, actually, you know? I might. I might. I might be free. I don't know if uh, Red Fraggle's free, but um, well, if you do, uh, I'll raid you live on the show, and then you'll have everybody just move over. We'll wow. Do that. Okay. Unless you're wow. using YouTube, you're not using YouTube, right? Nope, I'm using Twitch. Okay. I'm twitching, Scott. I'm twitching. You're over there twitching? Sweet. Yeah. Um, <coughs> what else? That's it. Frog Pants. Oh, patreon.com slash TMS is our patron. 
site. Mm-hmm. Please go there. We need it uh, more than ever. It's a great time to survive. Survive? <laughs> Support. <laughs> it's a great f- time to be alive. Your favorite morning show. Uh, there's no better way to do it than to sign up over there and do it today. Thanks, everybody who already has. Uh, we're now going to get out of here, but we need music to get out. So what do you got there? How about a song? And this one, uh, man, I, I love hearing from Icor, but man, I hate hearing about this stuff. Uh, Kevin Chu wrote in, Icor says, Hey, sodium and bicarbonate. By the way, just sent uh, just sent Icor, one of these guys right here. Oh, hello. oh very nice. Hello. Very nice. Um, oh, yeah, I got to paint. That's another thing I need to do. I need to paint that Jack Nicholson thing. I showed that on stream yesterday, didn't I? Mm, no, I don't think so. Did you? Okay. I remember. Ooh, I might, well, I'll do it after. I'll do it post-show. Okay. Because um, let's get to, to Kevin's uh, request. Sure. Hey, sodium and bicarbonate. Sorry for the late request, but November 14th was my birthday. Hopefully, you can play this on or close to it. We're only a week late. <laughs> I haven't made a big deal about this, but it's been a rough couple of months. My sister and all of her kids were killed in a car accident oh, a few months ago. Geez. I know, man. So, so hard. It's been hard on the family, especially my parents. I've been holding up okay, and TMS is always a good place for me to escape to if you could play come undone by adrenaline mob of course the original by duran duran that would be cool not only does it have the lyrics happy birthday to you in it but duran duran was also a band that my sister was into back in the day thanks for all you do to make the world a more enjoyable place by testing the ship's phasers signed kevin i had no idea kevin that is horrible he hasn't said anything like he and i've been chatting back and forth about this uh you know this 3d print and all this other stuff and it's like oh my god dude yeah, yeah, I know. I talk to that dude every day. I guess he just hasn't said anything, and I don't blame him, yeah. but that's hardcore. Oh, my that's gosh. Really, hard. yeah. really sorry, so, man. We're all giving you one big virtual hug right now, Icor. And, uh, Jeez. Um, so sorry to hear about all that. All right, let's get to it. From their album, Omerta, from uh, 2012, here is Adrenaline Mob and their cover of Duran Duran's Come Undone. Sounds great. We'll be back tomorrow with more. Come back then.
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. I good you bid evening. <laughs>